0: welcome to the tash show podcast there is a an adult film company a porn company offering free porno to quarantine coronavirus cruise passengers what is there eight cruise ships now that have been quarantined ridiculous scary man Mm -hmm. jim you're starting to get freaked out about this whole thing tell everyone
1: how you spent the day yesterday went to the grocery store and bought 150 bucks worth of non-perishable food items <laughs> starting to get freaked out I've been freaked out since mid January Taz when this all this stuff started coming down I've been on the edge of my seat waiting for yeah. the glass ceiling to break here when we're going to finally realize this
0: is a huge deal We don't want to we don't want to create panic here but Jim just spent $150 on canned goods.
1: (laughs) 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 I mean, regardless whether there's the the coronavirus or not, I think it's a responsible thing to do as an adult and a homeowner to have that kind of stuff in your house, whether it's a snowstorm or whatever. I left some in my car, too, just in case I fly off a ridge. What
0: kind of stuff? What kind of canned goods? What kind of non-perishables? You got craft dinner?
1: No, no, because then you need a lot of... craft dinner takes a lot of energy... As far as boiling water, you know, that's more of a hassle than it's worth. I bought beef jerky, a bunch of 5-liter water jugs, Uh like juice containers, raisins, dried nuts, uh, tuna, granola bars raisins, did I say that already?
0: He said raisins, yeah. Apricots. very excited about the raisins.
1: I might dig into those a little early <laughs> before I'm even feeling a little. I, it's, the thing is, I don't think we're getting the truth about this coronavirus, Taz. I'm not trying to make panic, but I don't trust anybody.
0: I know. I'm following the news. I'm a hypochondriac. They're saying that it's possible that uh, they've been padding the numbers over there, lowering the the death count in China. Like, they quarantined Wuhan...
1: Uh, and started building those four hospitals when there was only like less than 100 people who had
0: died. Now, does that not seem like they know a little bit more than we do? People are disappearing. The are- doctor who blew the whistle on it is dead now.
1: All the hospitals are, are filled. They say they have nowhere to put the dead bodies. China's a big place with a billion people and
0: should have enough capacity to take care of a lot of dead bodies. They're driving around the city with those cannons, shooting out the the disinfectant mist. That's a creepy visual. Did yes. you see those trucks driving around on the weekend with the the vapor, the yeah, it's, alcohol vapor that they're shooting around the streets to to kill the virus? That's what it is. It's just a giant disinfectant.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's a like dystopian Purell. nightmare.
0: It's a Purell cannon. <laughs> Purell mist. <laughs> it's Vicks VapoRub. It's,
1: I, honestly, again, I don't want to be a conspiratorial, but like even in Canada, ties. Got local doctors saying, "Everybody, calm down. There has been no nobody here suspected of having coronavirus." And then three days later, that story of the Western student who who allegedly had the coronavirus. That same doctor is like, "We've been monitoring them for a week. And you're like three days ago. You said there was nobody. You had suspicions that had coronavirus." I've if you were the government, you would not let everybody know how bad a situation like this would
0: be, so that the world doesn't panic and then the economy doesn't collapse, right? You know who does want everyone to know how bad it is? Canned food companies. <laughs> Imagine everyone went out and spent 150 bucks on corn and beans. I wanna see you peacock cock
1: cock your peacock cock,
0: your peacock. Time for sports. We are joined by peacock. Devin Peacock and Dev peacock. a scary moment during an NHL peacock. game last night.
2: A very scary moment. The uh, game between the Anaheim Ducks and St. Louis Blues was uh, postponed last night after about uh, not even 10 minutes when Jay Boomeister collapsed on the bench. He uh, had a, a heart issue. Um, he was taken off, uh, taken to hospital. Um, this, making it even scarier was um, the Blues are in uh, California right now. They're going to go to Las Vegas next. They're on their dad's trip. So uh, Jay Easter's father wow. was up in the, uh, in the uh, suites with all the other fathers when this happened. Uh, the good news is uh, they had medical trainers, uh, doctors uh, right there. They were able to stabilize him. His uh, father went with him to uh, the hospital. And uh, there were some positive reports in terms of uh, him being um, uh, dr- drinking some water, um, being um, being somewhat present during all this. So we don't know exactly what happened, but he was awake. He was alert. He was moving his arms and legs when he was uh, transported to hospital. He stayed in hospital overnight to have more tests, but certainly extremely scary.
0: Hmm. I'd say it's a good thing his dad was there.
2: Uh, A situation like that, it's great. You wake up in a hospital bed, it's nice to have a family member next to you for sure. Oh, absolutely! His dad went with him to the hospital and uh, was able to, you know, obviously provide updates uh, for his uh, family. When it happened, it was just kind of crazy because you could, you could. There's video of him just, you know, coming off the ice, uh, having a bit of water, and then he just kind of collapsed. And so, two of his teammates were right there immediately. They were waving everyone over. The NHL has rules about uh, doctors always being near the benches for these types of situations, so they they were able to act uh, really quickly and uh, stabilize him and uh, it's just um it's something that you would think uh doesn't I mean it hasn't happened a lot in the NHL, but it wasn't too long ago when we had the Rich Peverly situation. That was back in 2014. He collapsed on the bench. He had an irregular heartbeat. There was the Yuri Fisher uh, thing uh, 15 years ago. So it seems to happen at least in the past, you know, 20 years. It's been happening every you know five six years, which is kind of scary in itself. I
1: believe Peverly never played again in the NHL after that. Do you think Bomeister's out for good or I guess we it don't depends know
2: what point. the prognosis is I mean he's he's always been known as a guy who is uh, very well conditioned as a guy who will uh, you know he's one of the guys who has you know he'll play up you know, 20 minutes more in a game. He can, his, his conditioning has been one of his big uh, strong points. So he had that going for him into all of this. But, you know, if it's in a regular heartbeat or it's something else, it is what it is. He's played 17 years in the NHL. He's only 36 years old. It's kind of crazy the way. Uh, careers work these days, but um, you know when when you're 17 years in, he's won a uh, Stanley Cup last year with St. Louis. He's got a gold medal with uh, Canada in the Olympics back in 2014. He's essentially accomplished everything you need to accomplish. So he doesn't need to think more about why well, you just want this or that in my career. He's done it all, so he can look at it this from just purely his health and um, I'm sure he will. But it, it it could be the end of his career, but it's too early to say exactly what caused this, so it's we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves.
0: Health has got to be the priority. What about rescheduling the game?
2: How's that going to work? Well, they will postpone it, so they'll have to find a time when... Uh, both teams are obviously available I mean we're in the you know last little bit of the season here 30 games maybe a little bit less uh, than that so there's not a ton of time to work something out they're both in the Western Conference so it makes it a little bit easier in terms of uh, everything but they'll have to find a time and there's enough there should be enough time with the amount of you know the frequency teams play in a week they play you know two three times on average thereabouts so they can work something out that'll that'll, that'll fit but it will be slightly difficult just based on where they They are on the schedule.
0: And Jim, I'm surprised with the um, backlash we've received. Yesterday, we were talking about this story. Bylaw officers have been doing a crackdown on scrapyards in the city of London. When you scrap metal out of scrapyard, they're supposed to ask for identification, and the reason is they want to curb stuff like uh, like thefts. Catalytic converter thefts are on the rise. People are going under cars, are cutting out these things, and uh, and selling them for scrap. They want to make sure that they know who's selling uh who you're buying from you're able to track those people down if there's some illegal activity suspected so the bylaw officers went out there and they they did an undercover operation where they tried to sell some scrap and five different scrap yards got dinged mm-hmm. in this sting operation yeah one of the
1: biggest complaints is that uh I, it seems like the the initiative to 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 uh, you know, research these scrapyards was to stop the thefts of uh, catalytic converters. But when they went to these scrapyards, they didn't bring in catalytic converters and see if they'd ask for ID. They brought in just, you know, small amounts of scrap, 10, 20, 50 bucks, whatever it was to see if you'd ask for ID. And they busted these scrapyards based on that. Allegedly, from from what I'm I'm reading online, that's what it sounds like. So they say, oh, that's bull. It's not even catalytic converters. Uh, I'm reading a CBC article here. It says, London poverty advocates question distasteful tactics in scrapyard staying, saying it's anti-poverty to ask for ID. Um, but those are the rules. Th- that, that mentality really bothers me. The, the, they don't have, like, this is anti-poverty. Because we all have access. We're able to get ID. I mean, it's harder for people who are living on the streets. Obviously, they... You know, you don't have a fixed address. You know, you can't fill out paperwork. So there is that issue. But where are
0: they getting the scrap metal from? Are they stealing it? If, there's, a, if they're stealing it, who's to say that the people they're stealing it from can afford to go out and buy a new catalytic converter, right? Yeah. You're, you're living paycheck to paycheck, and somebody crawls under your car and cuts out your catalytic converter. Without surgical precision, I might add. Yeah. It could be causing more damage than just stealing that thing. And then you've got to go, and you got to pay a thousand, two thousand dollars to get that fixed. Suddenly, you're in the hole, and you can't afford your bills every month. Yeah,
1: and we were talking about it yesterday, Taz, and getting tweets from uh, a few different people. One in particular was like, "This isn't going to stop uh, people being impoverished. You know, we need to cut the underlying issues of why people are on the streets and why people don't have any money in the first place." It's like, okay, so your solution is to end poverty. To f- deal with this catalytic converter stuff, or should we start small, like you know, starting with small things to stop uh, thefts? If other they than can't eliminating sell them, po- they're not going to steal yeah. them. Yeah. Or like, okay, so we so we're going to get rid of all poverty in Canada. What tomorrow by the end of the month of next year? Like, we got to start small and work big, right?
0: I understand if if it's true, some of the yards saying that they felt bad for the guys who were trying to sell scrap uh, in the sting operation. Like in some cases, they were, they only had like six dollars worth of scrap metal. And they say that the guy looked really dejected when they said, we can't give you the money without your ID. So they just said, fine. It was right before Christmas time. They're like, okay, we'll give you the six bucks. And then the guy turns around, gotcha. Really? Sting operation. Oh, that's dirty. But rules are rules and they're there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And if people don't want to give their ID when they're selling a wagon full of catalytic converters, Red flag. Yeah, big time. And again, you don't want to hurt
1: the the people who need need it most. But it can't be willy nilly system, and there's no paper trail at all.
0: Yeah, if you if you're impoverished, it doesn't give you a right to steal other people's property. Yeah, that's not the solution to the problem. Mm-hmm. You're breaking the law. You're ruining someone else's day. You're you're taking money out of someone else's pocket. Being on the streets, being impoverished doesn't give you the right to smash a window and steal change out of a car or cut off a piece of somebody's automobile. Or steal a manhole cover or
1: stealing nets from children's soccer fields. This is the kind of stuff that happens, and it's sickening in our community. I'm sorry to the people who are affected and can't bring the scrap metal in, but... There's got to be a way we can get them some identification so they can continue. You know, because some people pull scrap metal off the side of the street when people right, put up a washing machine. Shit. Yeah, garbage days. They'll so go around the neighborhood That's and pick fine. up scrap.
0: Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, just on that
3: uh, scrap metal thing there. The people that are saying that um, it's anti-poverty are actually stereotyping um, people that bring
1: in scrap metal into those places. Not everyone that goes in there is in poverty. A lot of the people that are stealing these catalytic converters aren't in poverty. They're just criminals that are trying to make a quick buck by doing lazy,
3: illegal work. Yeah. Um,
1: And it happens all the time. I'm an electrician. We wire brand new houses. We've had people go in and steal all of our copper wire that we've wired a house with. They've ripped it all out and gone and sold that. So then we've had to go go back and rewire the whole house. But what if they have an addiction... What if they have it, an addiction? It, it, very well, it, that could be
0: one thing, <laughs> and some people do out there. And it's not an excuse. That. Having an addiction is not an excuse for breaking the law. Well, These yeah, people was, may think it's their only option. It's not their only
3: option. Ab- mm-hmm. Absolutely. I thought you meant, like if people have an addiction, addiction, addiction. I can't say that. Stealing
1: word. copper? They're addicted to <laughs> <Yeah>. copper. <laughs> no, no, they're, uh, they, got no are, they have a disease.
3: People. Absolutely. Hey, it's Taz and Jam. So I, I actually read an article that there was a guy that showed up looking homeless, with uh, like a couple of random household things. Yeah, he was one of the bylaw officers that um, busted one of the scrapyards, and they actually, when they were going through the stuff that the guy brought in, it was it was worth like two dollars, but they gave him five bucks because they felt,
0: felt- so bad for him.
3: Yeah, so like it. it it makes no sense. Like if, if you want to bust someone for catalytic converters, right with a catalytic converter, and see what they do, and see if they ask for ID, or if it's something that's suspicious, right? But
0: right, if it's a, I think it was like a propane tank and an old fork or something. But but it's not, <laughs> but it's not all. The catalytic
1: converters is one problem. There's also they bring in bike frames, they bring in propane tanks that they steal from your backyard and you know the bikes from your front yard or downtown. Like there's other things barbecue to steal. lids, Bar- you know, like uh, catalytic conver- converters is one of the most painful things to have to replace, one of the biggest problems, but it's not everything.
3: Well, it's not everything. Like, it, you have to be, you know, I guess, I guess you have to be, they have to be at the scrapyard. They have to pay attention and be diligent in what they're taking in regardless. I, I, think, I think if someone brings in something high cost, then, you know, there should be ID. But if someone just brings in a bunch of junk and you can tell they're, they're in a situation that they're a vulnerable person, help, help them out. I don't know if this is a... This is a-
0: we're being punked here, or what? But uh, did you see Vasek Pospisil, the Canadian <laughs> tennis player? He's playing over in France uh, on the weekend. He's doing very well, and people notice that during a match, he pulled out a little bottle of maple syrup and started <laughs> drinking it
2: yeah.
1: courtside. Is this like the Canadian tennis version of orange slices at a soccer game, or like
0: does he just need the sugar to keep going? Or did his buddies dare him to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Is he? Did he say, hey, guys, I bet I can get people drinking maple syrup?
1: <laughs> or is it like the modern-day branding internet mentality where it's like, dude,
0: drink from that thing. Everybody will know your name. You're Canadian. The maple syrup will be funny. It doesn't get much more Canadian than this. Vasic posted on social media, maple syrup, best sports performance drink, anti-cancerous properties, Rich in nutrients and minerals. Fights against terrorists. (laughs) (laughs) It's all true. Shockingly good in coffee. A great friend. You're welcome, world. Canada flag emoji. (laughs) Is one of his sponsors Aunt Jemima? What's going on here? That's not real maple syrup, Jim. Ah, American nonsense. You should be deported. How can you mention Aunt Jemima? What's the good Canadian stuff? Maple syrup, man. Yeah, but name me a brand. Jakeman's. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Jakeman's maple syrup. Mm -hmm. They listen while they tap the trees. They're listening to uh, Taz and Jim. Well, I hope that they are looking for a sponsorship
1: here. Get them on board. Get the Taz show on board. We'll drink it during
0: the show. Bianca Andrescu tweets out, it doesn't get more Canadian than that. Congrats on reaching the finals. You got to be careful, though. I think it's one of those things maple syrup is good for you in moderation. Mm. Sports drinks. If you're an athlete, yeah, you need them. If you're sitting on your couch <laughs> and watching Netflix for 12 hours, probably okay without chugging mm-hmm. five Gatorades, right? Yeah. Same goes for the maple syrup. You don't need to drink a gallon of that stuff over the weekend if you're not uh, burning some calories at the same time. Just a dabble, do ya? The new hot sports drink, maple syrup. According to (laughs) Vasic Pospisil. Hey, thanks for letting me watch you play video games last night, Jim. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was weird.
1: Got a a viewing. I was sitting at home playing the game Outer Worlds, and I get like a notification that pops up. It's like Taz wants to watch you playing. Like, what the hell is this? Is that a newer game? What is it, Outer Worlds? Yeah, it came out just before Christmas, and I bought it. When I had time off at Christmas, was it, it eighty bucks? It was pretty expensive. It, after I
0: watched you play it, it tried to get me to buy it, and it said it was eighty bucks. Actually, it was.
1: I bought it for forty nine. It was on a Christmas sale, forty nine ninety nine. Uh-huh. Like I think it's relatively new, so it probably went back up to eighty nine. Kind of looked like Halo, like a first
0: person shooter yeah.
1: in outer space. I would call it a cross between Borderlands and Fallout Four. It's
0: basically what it is. Fun. You look like you're terrible at it, huh? I was getting, out of ammo. You're just getting smoked from every direction. I did. Could you hear me? Because I, yeah. I had the microphone on. I was telling you what you should be doing. You're like, look behind you. Yeah, it
1: was kind of annoying because <laughs> I plugged in my headphones that do have a microphone on them, but I couldn't get the microphone to work. Climb for no up reason. the
0: ladder, dummy! What are you doing? <laughs> Shoot at them from the roof. Oh, how many of those heels do you have? Oh. <laughs> Jim would just run run it. He'd run into the battle and then he'd just get pummeled and then he'd run away and huff on his little uh, health kit, whatever it is, restore your energy. You'd go right back in, get almost killed again, run away. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, what's your girlfriend think of you sitting around all night playing video games? Uh, now that she she's lives with complained. You. She has she does her own thing. You don't, know, you can't what, spend What are her, her hobbies? Home. What's she doing? She likes reading,
1: she likes watching, she loves she watches a lot of television. She's one of these girls that will like put on a TV show and then you'll talk to her three days later or see the TV she's watching. Her. Are you on a season four already? She's a binger. She will smash through series. Is
0: okay. Well, mm-hmm. I just, uh, she walks her dog. You keep an eye on things there. You think that's bad? The playing the video games, I'm. I can't do it. I got the kids though. Yeah. I mean, I. The reason I was on the video games is I was playing um superhero video game with Grayson a little bit before he went to bed. I told him we could play video games. Yeah. And then I saw my only online PlayStation friend, Jim Kelly. <laughs> Hang it out. <laughs> Jim is online. That is kind of creepy. Other people can see what what you're doing. I guess it's kind of my secret shame that I'm spending a couple hours playing video games, right? Yeah, I hate it. I hate it too. Every time I'm
1: playing, like, and then somebody walks in, I feel like uh,
0: my parents are catching me
1: late at night when I should be sleeping or something. Because I am a grown man playing video right. games. I guess that's what the kids do. Eh? They just watch each other play. Oh, there's these people like there's a streaming service called Twitch, and there's kids yeah, like teenagers making millions of dollars just, just by letting playing video people games. watch them play video games and talking. And then people just tip them 10 bucks if they do a good
0: shot or whatever. It's crazy. That is. I'm not giving you anything. You were terrible at that game. I oh, am. Yeah. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9, on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM96 or FM96.com.